Are you ready to become toxic person proof? Hey guys, Sarah K. Ramsey here to help you find love and success after a toxic relationship so you can design a life you're actually excited about living. Hello, wonderful. This is Sarah, and I'm here with Melissa Keenan, who is an intimacy coach and a USA Today best-selling author of the Intimacy Movement. And she leads powerful women into feeling more powerful in their intimate lives. Hello, Melissa. How are you? Hi, I'm great. Thank you for having me. Well, I'm sad that our podcast listeners can't see we're matching in gray and they can't see your beautiful... Bo, it is so cute. I as soon as she popped up on Zoom, I was like, Melissa, you look so cute. So <laughs> well, and it's a, a funny thing for you because it is the um intermingling of masculine and feminine. Like as a business owner, as a woman, we're constantly in that interplay all the time with masculine energy, feminine energy. We need to be leaders. We also want to connect with our people and be soft. We, you know, we also need to be focused and driven. So yes, uh-huh, 100%. <laughs> and in my own life, if I'm honest, this week, um, I'm in a lovely golden period of my business where I'm driving in and driving hard. I got the kids settled in school finally, you know, before the holidays where I want to focus more on being a mom to some extent. I am driven. And my husband was scratching my back this couple nights ago. And I said, that's the first time I felt like a person this week. And he said, what? And I said, I think that was the first time I was uh, like a person and a woman instead of going through my to-do list at a hundred miles per hour, which was a, I'm going to be honest about that online and say a wake up moment in my own life this week. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. And you know, that's the reality, right? Um, which is why I do what I do because I think um, I'm passionate about business women because we're out there making a huge impact like why do we end up out of balance in the masculine it's because we're so freaking passionate about what we want to put out in the world and we feel like you know divinely called and we know we're in our purpose and yet it can throw us into our shadow right so then we end up in our relationships and we've like totally forgot how to like like you said just be a human just be connecting be real and so it's beautiful how even in what you just shared it was touch touch is really powerful that brought you back to like oh yeah (laughs) absolutely because it is so important and my husband and I talk about so many business things and high level things that sometimes I can be too much in my masculine energy in connecting with him as well. Um, And I know women in the dating process struggle with this a lot, especially if they've had fear, they've been afraid. And so they show up thinking, you're not going to hurt me. You're not going to walk all over me. You're not going to whatever that very masculine energy, which in that case, I think is more protective and fear-based. Is that what you see? Uh Uh-huh. Yep, absolutely. I think there's so many different reasons um, in our day and age why women end up out of balance in masculine energy. And probably most of us walking around on the planet don't even know we're doing this and maybe don't even have a context for it. 
So when we talk about masculine energy, um, you know, for the listeners who may not know what we're referring to, we're not talking about having too much testosterone or being like, you know, too uh, muscular or, you know, it's not, it's not that we're actually talking about like these sacred principles that have existed since the beginning of time, yin and yang. And those come with specific energy flow, energy characteristics. The yin is feminine, the yang is masculine. So that masculine energy is um, its drive, its focus, its doing rather than being, um, its achievement. It's uh, it's very forward moving. It you know its leadership. It knows what it wants. Where the feminine is, is that softer piece, that nurturing, that connecting, receiving rather than giving. So women today fall into masculine energy, I think for a myriad of reasons, right? We've got our feminist culture, which is so vital to everything that has been unlocked for women today. And yet at the same time has invited us all to swing to the opposite side of the pendulum and almost say, then I'll just be men or I'll just compete with men and show that I'm better than them even at their own game. But I think what, what is actually required of us is something more special. It's like, how can you actually shine in who you really are competing at your own game, not at men's game? Yeah, and I love you. Well, I love what you said, even more special. Right. So it's it's even more special. Um, and the maybe the art of being yourself. Mm-hmm. Exactly it. Exactly it. Um, it, which is where this ties into intimacy. So intimacy initially is into me see, seeing into me. So if I can if I can cultivate the ability to see within myself and really know me and show up as me, that is true intimacy. And when I can carve that space in myself, then I'm much more capable to allow someone else in to do the same or to do the same for another, really see into another and hold that space with someone else. So, yes, absolutely. Our feminine energy is required for us to create deep intimacy. And it starts with me, starts with me first. Because what I know, and, and you you just described this uh, so perfectly, even in your own experience of being driven, trying to finish things out for the fourth quarter and all of that stuff, is we're living out of alignment with our true nature. And so it takes that listening, that going within that stillness to go, well, wait a minute. Like, not only am I, you know, whatever, whatever it is I'm doing, I'm actually out of alignment within. Let me go back. Let me listen. Let me see what feels like it is in alignment and move from that space. I love that. Do you, so what are your practices for getting back there? Is it meditating? Is it yoga? Is it hiking, connecting with nature? Um, If you, (laughs) I was out of alignment last year and I did a beauty pageant which is my first beauty pageant I've ever done after having two kids like and I was just so out of alignment with COVID and so in that like that's when I started the podcast I was writing my book like I was like get stuff done and I'm sure part of that was fear-based there were so many things out of control in our world 
And one of the things I teach is, well, what can you control? Solve a problem you can control, which got me great results. But then I also, at the same time, had to become a woman again. And so I did a beauty pageant, my first one. I It was so fun and funny. And I'm an ambassador for the Mrs. Uh, for America program now. So it was all great. I'm a speaker. I mean, it's all great. Um, yeah. Probably won't do a beauty pageant again. That was that was a one and done for me. But, uh, <laughs> but, you know, we can't always just jump into something that extreme when we need to connect with our feminine energy. So what are some of your suggestions? Well, before I go there, I have to just, and again, if our listeners could see, you see, I have a crown right there on my shelf. Yes. Because I'm a beauty pageant girl too. What? Oh my gosh, that's so fun. And we have matching matching colors today and um, yes. a beauty pageant background. <laughs> I did. I was Miss Fallon, which is a local town. I won the local town title and competed at Miss Nevada in the Miss America program. Uh, but when I was very young, I was 19 when I did that. But I'm like, oh, we can't just bypass that. <laughs> no, we cannot. But it's it's interesting because when I'm interviewing, um, when I'm, you know, flip flop and I'm the one on the podcast, that's what people want to talk about. You did your first beauty pageant at 30. How old was I? 37. You did your first, you know, and I'm like, yes. And I did a swimsuit competition and everything. And which is probably why I won't do it again. Cause no, I'm eating the goods. <laughs> I'm eating the carbs. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's a connecting with our feminine energy. Yeah. And you know what, honestly, what I want to speak to this is uh, a beauty pageant is no better equipped to connect us to our feminine energy than eating mud. I'm totally serious because uh, what we have to do is we have to separate out cultural femininity from true feminine energy and then tapping into our divine feminine energy. Cultural femininity says paint your nails, which I love, right? I'm wearing a bow dress. I'm totally a girly girl and that does not make me be in my feminine energy. It's actually so separate. In fact, I know a lot of women who will get so wrapped up in this idea of like, well, make sure that I still be, you know, culturally feminine with my lashes and my hair done and my waxing and my perfect diet and whatever that they become controlling, perfectionistic, all the things that lead to being in masculine energy. I'm so glad you pointed that out because it's the same thing as when people assume self-care is getting your nails done. And I'm like, well, yes. there's nothing wrong with getting your nails done. Mine are done too. Yes. But, <laughs> but <laughs> so no, I'm very glad you pointed that out. So now that we've talked about what it's not, let's do, like you said, talk about where, where do we start? What do we do? And it starts by listening within. I break this down and I don't, and I actually don't love talking about this until I really bring in a client, but I'll, I'll bring this into your listeners because it starts with feelings and everybody feels like, you know, there's two sides of this spectrum. Either it's, I'm already really good at that. I already know all about feelings and that's like my jam and I don't need to improve on that. Or they're like, you know, I don't do feelings. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and uh, and what I have found is the reality is most of us really aren't feeling our feelings. 
So we take time to listen within because why do we ever experience like upset or uncomfortable feelings? Um, I operate from the philosophy that it's our inner sacred bell going off and our body actually feels those feelings. So if we take the time to actually embody the feeling, feel it in our body, get, get like real up close and personal and intimate with the feeling it will guide us to our desires and what we deeply value. And if we just take that time to slow down and listen within, it is a game changer. It's everything. It sounds simple, right? It's like, oh, okay. So when I'm sad, I'm just going to feel sad. And then I'm going to ask myself, like, well, what do you really want? And yet I run a multi-six figure company helping women do this because it's not as easy as it sounds. And it also sounds less powerful than it is, right? But when a woman really actually accesses this, it's like lasers start shooting at her fingers. Like it's amazing how it accesses our power, drops us in to that inner voice that already knows the answers to the next problems, that already knows our next step in the world, already knows how to deeply connect, already knows everything that she wants and how to get it. No, I love it. And uh, something, it's it's still not as natural for me. It's still, I did a, a group Q&A yesterday and I was so in just like creative energy and I love it. It's like I am speeding down a hill, like on black diamond as fast as I can do with wax on the bottom of my skis. I'm like, <laughs> like, I love that feeling. I live in that feeling a lot. And I also like, I had a coach and she said, but don't you want to like stop at the bottom and drink cocoa? I was like, no, no, I, I this is really fun. And I, <laughs> I slow down in my sleep and I go to bed at nine 30. So I have the energy to do it again. And it's so fun. And I love that. And at the same time, Yesterday before Q&A, I had to take 30 or 45 minutes and I got in my bed and like just breathed because I thought, man, if I'm bringing that version of me into people's life problems, they're going to feel like I'm like a lion screaming at them. Mm-hmm. Bulldozer. Yep, exactly. <laughs> I, I was like, you know, and it's just that self-awareness. So I, I do want people to know that. Do I think I'm really good at listening to myself and, and that self-awareness piece? Yes. Does that mean I get out of having to feel the feelings? No. Mm-hmm. Right, hundred <laughs> percent. I don't get it. I don't get a pass. <laughs> I don't get a pass. Oh gosh, Melissa, this has been great. Can you tell people where they can find more out about you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, two places where you can come and find me: my website, melissakeenan.com, and I also run a free community for the intimacy movement, which is uh, based on a Facebook group platform called Women Manifesting Intimacy. And I believe you'll have all those links in the show notes, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so now my most fun question, which I always save to the end. If you could broadcast your voice to the entire world for a minute and tell the entire world something that you think it's just so important for everyone to know, what would you tell them? Wow. Just pause in that for a moment. I see what I'm doing. I'm listening within. (laughs) That's great. Yes. (laughs) 
Oh, I love that. You know what I would want to shout from the rooftops is that there's a big shift happening in our society right now. And everyone can feel it. And it's got everyone a little bit on edge, a little bit, maybe a lot of bit in fear. But what I see happening is a change rolling forward that if if the negative um, can make changes so rapidly and take advantage of this quantum energy that we're in, then so can the positive. And what I see remaining at the end of all this is family, strong, committed marriages, strong, committed relationships where they're devoted to each other and creating that foundation for then their children. We don't know if our banks are going to stand. We don't know if our schools are going to stand, our hospitals, all the things that we currently have our safety invested in. Those may or may not be around. It may be completely different even in 10 years from now because things we've got a global connection now. Things are changing so rapidly. But what will always remain and what has the potential to withstand the test of time are strong, committed relationships that are fed a steady diet of raw, deep intimacy. And that's why I do what I do. And so I would say if you find yourself not in that and this calls to you, your heart wants that, do something about it and do it now, not tomorrow, not after your next launch. Do it today because this is when it really matters. That is so beautiful. And I'm so glad you said it. And I'm also going to come back to the conversation because you said do it now. And my guess is you, like me, see the one of the biggest things plaguing women, maybe it's men too, but women, is the I'll get to it later. Mm-hmm. I'll get to myself later. I'll get to love later. I'll get to life later. I'll get to self-care later. I'll get to my dreams later. I'll get to whatever later. Um, both in putting themselves off and then in the fear of the comfort of indecision. Uh Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I just heard, I was like, oh, she's, she's a soulmate. She's seen these, she's seen women play this too, you know, women do this too. Mm -hmm. And if I could wave a a magic wand and tell women to jump in or jump out quicker, I would. Mm -hmm. Is that what you've seen as well? Mm-hmm. And what I, I think that we miss in this is that when we allow ourselves to actually pursue our desires first, our true heart desires, we are way more powerful and effective. So we think, oh, no, I'm going to do all the powerful stuff first, my impact, my income, I'm going to focus on all that first, then I'll get around to the love stuff. You are watering yourself down. Because in somewhere in there, you're making compromises to your desires. You're saying, no, 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 I'll put love off later. No, no, like I'll put my pleasure off till later. I'll put my desire for family till later. Or even in a married couple, uh, you know, marriage, it's like, oh, no, we'll we'll deal with those issues later. There may never be a later, you know, we can't do that with relationships. They're everything. Melissa, I love this. You guys check her out. Say your website one more time. It's melissakeenan.com, which is M-E-L-I-S-A-K-E-E-N-A-N.com. 
You guys check her out. And Melissa, thank you for helping us on our journey to becoming toxic person proof. Thank you so much. Hello, wonderful. It is Sarah. And if you haven't done so already, I want to ask you a personal favor and say, please leave a review for the podcast. It helps other people know this is information they can trust. You can leave a review anonymously. So just hit the write a review for the podcast and let others know this is a safe place to heal. Hello, wonderful. This is Sarah, and I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. I know that there was something that you can take away to help you get past the past, get real about the present, or get serious about your future. And if I did my job, then hopefully it will help you with all three. If you are not in my Facebook group, Finding Love and Success After a Toxic Relationship, then consider this your personal invitation from me. I'm there live. There's tons of support. And most importantly, tons more information to help you on your journey to become toxic person proof.